0: let's go back to our auburn bank phone line and we're pleased to welcome on kevin ives at auppl on twitter the college baseball season officially underway kevin your first weekend uh there with the parking deck in in, uh, auburn baseball getting going just how good was it to be back at plansman park
1: it was great to be back i mean outside of friday being extremely cold and frigid um it was fantastic to be back i mean it it felt like we never left, in all honesty. Um, and, you know, Auburn was able to take a big series from Indiana, uh, took the first two games, got the third one in a little bit of a disappointing fashion, but um, still got the series win. And now get ready to hit the road to go up to Huntsville or technically Madison, Alabama tomorrow, and, um, and then out to USC for a big series um, in Los Angeles.
0: We will talk about the particulars of, of the Indiana series in the week to come for Auburn. But first, Kevin, just as a kind of a fun question, uh, or maybe not fun depending on these uh, t- the type of weather that you prefer, do you prefer the start of the season, kind of 40s, bordering on kind of really damn cold out there, or do you prefer the upper 80s pushing 90 and sweat starting to, to hit you? Wh- which, which one of those extremes is more tolerable?
1: I would – Much rather be cold than hot. I am a uh, not small gentleman. I'm a large guy, and so when it gets uh, when it gets hot, it is swamp ass season in full effect. And so um, I'm having to get like bring a change of clothes and everything, like especially during like football season, like that type of hot. Now I have to. I would much rather it be cold, where I could you know add more layers if need be, because um, I would like to keep going up to the deck, and I can't really keep removing layers if it gets hot.
0: Fair enough, and uh, unfortunately I asked too just because we're going to see some low 80s this week, so I know we're not playing at Plains and Park this week, but uh, it's going to start to feel like April or May here in just a couple of days, but, but Kevin, let's let's talk about this Indiana series, and one of the first things I want to hit on is just the, the pitching performance of Joseph Gonzales on Saturday. I feel like this is going to be a running theme for me all season long. I mentioned the concern just about the, the, the somewhat of an injury coming in to camp this year, but immediately Five wonderful innings. What did you see out of him, and and, and just some of the pitchers in, in general this weekend?
1: He was really, really efficient. I think that was the best thing to to notice and to see. Is you know, I would thought I thought he would be on either a pitch count or an inning count, and I didn't think he would go past like the third inning um, and try more rest. But when you when you've gone through five innings and you've only pitched forty one pitches, um, then I think you've had a pretty efficient outing, and he was able to hit any spot that he could, uh, which was good to see. Did not seem like he strained a lot. Um, and he kind of had everything working, which is really good to see That was because it was cold. Um, it wasn't cold as cold as it was Friday night, but it was still kind of chilly. And he was still able to command the zone and just be in control um, and really had everything kind of working. And So that's really, really good to see. Um, and it's really good to see as the season progresses on. I would think overall the pitching was a, was a pretty good story for Auburn. Um, had a lot of guys that that kind of step up, kind of establish some roles. There are definitely some things that have to be, you know, have to work on. I think we gave up seven walks in that Sunday game, um, and so that's going to be a point of emphasis that's coming on. But you know, the main thing I think that you would have to notice is you would had some guys like um, like Armstrong who really. Settled in. I think he had like 3.1 innings that only gave up a walk, had a bunch of strikeouts, really kind of held down that position and, uh, and held serve on Friday. Um, you had some guys like Tommy Vale, who, who was a, a transfer, and he really stepped up and showed up. And even the guys that struggled, um, even the guys that, that you kind of saw their first time in the mound, um, like Ryan Olsen or, or Drew Nelson, you know, these freshmen um, or younger guys that are coming in. You know, it's going to be a learning experience, and it's going to be something that you're you're going to want to see as the season progresses. It's not something where you even hit panic mode. It's just something where I think for that Sunday game, it, it reached a point to where um, you, if the offense was going to get you back in it, then so be it. But you wanted to to get some guys some experience and to see you in the face of a really talented lineup in Indiana, and you kind of saw that, and so. It'll be interesting to see on Tuesday what the plan is, um, you know, if it's sort of a guy goes an inning here, goes an inning there, and they just try to throw out more arms. Um, but overall, I would see for pitching, and I'm not going to be uh, disappointed with it. I mean, yeah, you give up, you know, 11 runs on Sunday, but you know, four of those come from a, from a grand slam, and you just really kind of um, have to kind of cut your losses at that point.
0: Kevin, talk a little bit about the play of Ike Irish, an incoming freshman. We've heard a lot about, uh, but seems to have delivered pretty well uh, in his first series on the Plains.
1: He really did. I mean, it was, and it was not necessarily the power; it's just the consistency. I mean, he batted, you know, true freshman. He batted five hundred, He's SEC co-freshman of the week, um, and he really, held, he really just held his own in that in a really key spot in the lineup in that third hole position, um, and his ability to just produce and get hit, not strike out. I think he maybe struck out once, uh, maybe once or twice the entire series. Um, he just looked in control, um, and it looked like he was not kind of phased by anything that was going to be thrown at him. Now, we'll see, you know, how he adjusts and how guys kind of, um, as more and more opposing coaches sort going to get a book on him, how they're going to pitch him. Um, it's kind of interesting to see a lot of times with guys um, that are really hot to start the season um, in college baseball. You know, they kind of have this peak where they're going to be really, really hot, and then everybody's going to eventually get a book on them and figure out what to do with them. And it's how they recover after that, um, because there'll be a slump at some point. Um, and it's how long that slump is and how they recover um, really shows you the true testament of what kind of hitter they are. We've yet to see them in the field a little bit, um, because they LaRue played most, I'm in the catching position this weekend. Um, so, you know, there may be a chance on Tuesday for Ike to um, to catch a little bit. Um, and the see or he may just spell out completely uh, and sort of get a day off. But, yeah, I mean, it was – he was definitely one of the offensive highlights um, for Auburn. And it was really good to see. It's really something that kind of made you smile because you know there's a guy that's going to be here for three years um, and it's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. Uh, th- Ike Irish, uh, you know, a newcomer that had a had a great weekend, uh, but a veteran that had a great weekend at the plate was uh, Bryson Ware uh, for the series 7 of uh, seven of 12 uh, with a couple of doubles uh, and a couple of RBIs. How, how big is it for a guy like Bryson Ware, one of the team leaders, uh, team veterans, to, to have a big start? Uh, that's huge. And I think where he – you know, he really batted in the lower parts of the lineup. And so one of the things that I'm going to watch for – is to see if he gets moved up um, and he becomes that table setter. I mean, part of you wants him to, to move up to maybe that second hole or in the leadoff um, and sort of set the table for Ike if he's going to keep getting on base consistently. Uh, consistently. But then the other part of you is like, well, if you do that, then the back end of your, your lineup is going to have some gaps in it and you may not be able to recover for that. So it'll be kind of fun to see how that plays out. But yeah, um, you know, Ike batted 500 and... and and Bryce batted like five seventy five. So five eighty three, five eighty three really carried a lot of the offense. I mean, that were they were the guys that were able to you know get those. Auburn didn't really have a huge inning um, offensively. You know, we were getting two runs here, three runs there, um, or one run every now and then. And so just having that consistency enabled Auburn to kind of do that a little bit. Now there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to need to pick up some of the slack because it can't really be just on two guys. Um, and so Auburn's really going to need to really find a little bit more power, I think, in their lineup and, and find some guys that need to kind of um, be able to juice the ball just a little bit. They had, I mean, Justin Kirby had two home runs, but he may be that guy. Um, but you're going to need to find a couple more power spots, I think, to balance the lineup out um, as the season progresses. Yeah. Uh, and now, kind of switching back over to Ike Irish a little bit, uh, you know, he, he's normally a catcher. But he's been playing in the DH role. Uh, Nate LaRue is going to be your catcher, but Nate LaRue goes 0 for 10 for the series. Uh, does that start? Is it too early to start wondering about Nate LaRue at the plate? Or do you think Ike Irish could eventually become the catcher if Nate doesn't figure it out? Or, or is that just 0 for 10 kind of deal with Nate just a, an anomaly for this first series? I think it's just an anomaly because I think that you have to understand for Nate that he's adjusting to so much coming into this role. I mean, he's he's a team leader, same one of the team captains, but he's also using, I mean, he um, had, I don't know if he had eye surgery, but he um, um, is basically, he's had his eyes adjusted. He's got a new stance and everything. Um, I don't, I think it is just an anomaly. Seeing what he did in the fall um, and how consistent he he was in the fall, that's going to carry over. It's going to take real in game at bats for him to adjust a little bit more. Um, and one of the things that you can't really overlook with Nate as a catcher is that how he calls games. Um, and a lot of that, um, you know, a lot of the credit is going to go to Justin Gonzalez. Probably a bulk of the credit will go to Justin Gonzalez for his pitching performance, but you also have to give Nate credit. Nate credit for the pitches that he's trying to call, um, and how he is catching him. And so defensively and, what he, how he is, is like a captain in the field, that can't be overlooked. Um, and so I don't really see a situation where he's going to get overtaken in that role. I think that there is enough trust and there's enough faith, I mean, at least to myself, and I would think the coaches too, into what Nate can do and what he will do. And it's just going to take some more reps and a little bit more consistency for him to break through, and he will break through
0: talking to Kevin Ives here on this Monday edition of Sports Call as we start to look at the week ahead for Auburn baseball everyone's going to wonder about that big trip to LA to play USC we'll talk about that in just a moment but Kevin I had a question just about midweek and uh, obviously an opportunity for Auburn to play uh, in a place where they still have a lot of fans at Toyota Field up in Huntsville at the home of the Rocket City Trash Pandas Auburn does this sort of thing a couple times throughout the year but just when you have midweek strategy I I know that once you get the SEC play the midweek games are not something that you necessarily use a lot of your best weapons in. And, and yes, you'll, you'll have a lot of your starters in, in the uh, outfield or in the position order, but, but still, pitching-wise, when you're trying to figure out this early in a year uh, what you might do towards the end of games, middle of games, that sort of thing. What kind of strategy do you expect to see these first couple midweek games uh, as, as far as what kind of pitchers Auburn will try and, and if they try some of their better arms or if they're still kind of way down the, the rotation there?
1: I think this, these first couple of midweek games, they're going to try everything. Um, and they're going to see, you're really trying to use these midweek games. if The sign of a good pitching staff, throughout college baseball is if you have a consistent guy who can be your midweek starter, and then you know he, gets, he logs all of these innings in the midweek, and eventually when you start hitting the postseason becomes that fourth guy up when you have elimination games and regionals or when you're in the um, SEC tournament or anything else like that, that's kind of that audition for that. You're trying to find that fourth and fifth guy, that next guy up. And those midweeks are where that kind of sets up and gets established. Now, coaches have a different opportunity – or have a different mindset depending on, um, you know, how they kind of want to p- pitch those midweeks. I know that we've had, um, you know, guys like Casey Dunn, um, when he's coached at Stanford and UAB, who basically will just pitch a different guy each inning um, just to get them the reps, throw these guys, throw the off the opposing offense um, off balance a little bit um, so they don't get, you know, second and third looks at guys and to get that experience for for a little bit. I don't know what Auburn is going to do in this situation. I know that there are still – a lot of guys that they want to see with in-game experience and you're probably going to see that a little bit um and you want to see how these guys do and it really doesn't matter the competition Albert's going to play some really strong midweek competition um and at the end of the day you still have to win these games um these those midweek games usually end up being the difference between sometimes going to regional or sometimes even hosting a regional um because they can be big rpi hits and in some cases, for Auburn, it can be big RBI boost. You know, when you get later games like Georgia Tech or Jacksonville State or UAB, you know they can really kind of help you out um, and kind of add a little bit more to your resume. Um, but it's really going to be a situation I think for this first one. Um, you know, up in up at the trash Pandas, that you may see a couple different guys, um, but it also may be a situation to where you ha- if one guy is hot, they're just going to keep them and see how long they can go. Um, so. That's the beauty of baseball. You're going to go in with a plan, and then depending on how the game plays out, it may all all go out the window. Um, And you probably don't want to lift a guy if he's hot, he's being consistent because those are arms. Now you can save for the weekend in in this situation. And you know sometimes you want to give guys experience just to get them that experience, but you got to balance it between wanting you know winning the game um, and making that the priority.
0: And so, Kevin, then we look forward to this series at USC this weekend, Friday and Saturday, Sunday. A few late start times on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Auburn, not totally unaccustomed to going this far away from home. Obviously, the Corvallis Super last year near and dear to Auburn baseball fans' hearts, but still a kind of a rare opportunity to go other side of the country. And then this Pac 12 conference, uh, a lot more formidable in general than the Big Ten from what Auburn just saw out of Indiana. So, tell us a little bit about USC in the Pac-12?
1: Well, USC's definitely, I'll start with, you know, talking about USC first. USC is kind of in rebuild mode. They've got a new coach, um, Andy Stankiewicz, who's was at uh, Grand Canyon. So that same team, you might have saw they like upset Tennessee this past weekend. Um, you know, that's basically a program that he built at Grand Canyon. And he's at USC now and it's a team that, and it's a school that historically has been great. I mean, they kind of, they have the most College World Series titles. You've had players like Martin McGuire and um, Randy Johnson have, have pitched there, and um, you know historically one of the best programs in the country. And that's what he's trying to reestablish um, at USC. Um, I think that it's going to take a, him a little bit of time. They're not going to be a bad team by any stretch of the by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it, they may still be going through, they may start going through some growing pains as they're adjusting to his style a little bit. Um, they took care of business against Marist um, this past weekend. Um, they kind of needed a little bit of help in their Friday game um, with a, a random ball call that gave him another plate appearance. But it's going to be a good deal for Auburn. It's going to be a big deal for Auburn to go out there um, and to face really, you know, another high level B1 competition um, and kind of see. And the Pac 12 is a really strong conference. Um, and it's, you know, it's probably one of those conferences that has some big headliners that has teams like Stanford and Oregon State that are going to be consistently going to the College World Series, let alone going to regionals. Um, but any team up and down is dangerous. I mean, you will kind of look, you know, at what they did this past weekend. Arizona beat Tennessee in the opener, um, you know, and they're historically, they've won, um, I think, two, three, or maybe four College World Series. Um you know, and you've got teams like UCLA that Auburn saw ate, um, in their regional last year and know how good they are. And So the brand of baseball and the talent is always going to be there, especially with these California Pac-12 schools, um, you know, because they're playing baseball all, all year round. And it's, it's, um, there's a lot invested in those programs. I'm excited. Um, my wife and my friend Ashley, we're going to fly out on Thursday. We're going to go to the games. and um, I know on Saturday there's going to be a Tiger Walk and probably a big Auburn contingent. Out at the games, there's probably a bunch, a lot of Auburn fans that are going to be going to the games this weekend, Um, and I I really can't wait. I think it's it's a chance for Auburn to kind of continue to build momentum. um, You know, knock off a big name brand school um, and keep that resume going. And one of the better things that's going to say is RPI wise, is any win you get on the road at one of these schools um, is basically going to count as a game and a half um you know because you're you're doing it as the road team and against a pretty strong conference um that's not going to be a sort of mid-tier rpi conference and it's all positive auburn really just has to just win games just win the series and if everything else will kind of settle itself out
0: wow kevin did not realize you were going out to la that's that's uh that's pretty darn cool uh have you ever been out there before
1: I have not. Um, the farthest west I had ever been in my life was uh, last year when I went to watch Auburn baseball in Arlington, and so this will be the farthest west I've ever been. Um, I don't know technically if Seattle's farther west. I, you know, the you know globe kind of curves a little bit. I did go to Seattle um, for a work thing um, this past year, so I don't know which technically is farther west. But, um, yeah, it'll be my first time to California, um, first time sort of experiencing that, and um, – the whole deal with Los Angeles. Thankfully, I'm not driving. I've already said I'm not driving because I drive like a grandpa to begin with. Um, So, but we're I'm looking forward to it. And we're going to probably, we're also going to check out um, Alabama's playing Pepperdine, which is in Malibu. Uh, So we're going to check out one of those games um, and be those Auburn fans. They're being obnoxious Auburn fans um, at at an Alabama game. But we don't mind because the Pepperdine Stadium is um, right on the water. Um, It kind of overlooks the overlooks the the bay and the ocean it's going to be a a pretty beautiful sight. i'm hoping for good weather and a bunch of tiger wind
0: that's awesome kevin well as always we appreciate the time on the show today be safe have fun going out to california and we'll talk again soon
1: sounds good thank you guys